0: Welcome to our July Alia Graphic Roundup, where we'll talk about some news, what's happening, and highlight our favorite new releases. I'm Jurgi, I'm a librarian at Kingston Libraries Victoria, and the convener for Alia Graphic. Joining me today, we have James from the Melbourne Athenaeum Library. How are you going, James?
1: I'm going well, thanks for that, Jurgi. Um, I'm, yeah, from the Melbourne Athenaeum Library. I do the cataloging there and um, also the acquisitions for graphic novels so yeah
0: and because you're in melbourne like me you're in um lockdown
1: lockdown. yeah yeah Yeah. so haven't been out of the house for days and yeah start start crawling up the walls before too long
0: (laughs) did you manage to get some cool masks
1: i i did my brother homemade some for me so um and and for the rest of the family yeah, very so nice, very cool. Really nice designs.
0: Yeah, I got masks from my mother-in-law as well, so that's cool. Mm. And we also have Gabby from St. Catherine's Junior School. How are you going, Gabby?
2: Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, I'm going well. Uh, so I am the uh, sole library technician um, at St. Catherine's uh, Junior School um, in eastern suburbs of Sydney. So we are not in lockdown. So hopefully we don't get there. Um, but yep, school term has started back and yeah, just in the swing of things now.
0: Yeah. Uh, So you you must be like the, the cool person at the library, the school library that gives them all the comics. It's like, yeah, yeah, read that one, read that one.
2: Yes. Yeah. I, I, I do, uh, do quite a lot of that when, um, Uh, So it's an all-girls school, Um, and when they see uh, a new shipment of books, they get very excited, and there's about four of them that come in. They're like any new comic books, any new graphic novels. Um, So then I have to show them, or else they get a bit um, annoyed with me. (laughs) (laughs) They're always the first thing I catalogue and cover, just to get out on the shelf, because they're all just very popular.
0: Excellent, excellent. So, um, this has been actually a pretty big month, uh, for comics and, uh, the last few days, especially, um, I don't know about you guys, but I've been following the San Diego Comic-Con at home. I might yeah, me too.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So to. I don't know about your playlist, yeah. but my playlist is absolutely ridiculous.
1: Yep. Mine too. Yeah. Do yeah. you have any particular favorites of the, of the videos?
0: Uh, actually, uh, well, it's not related to comics, funny enough. Uh, but um, the uh, my favorite was actually the other day. I- I'm a big Tolkien uh, fan since I was about 12. And and yeah, there, there was a really cool uh, panel talk about Tolkien mm-hmm. organized by the people from the TheOneRing.net. And they had uh, there also the biograph one of the biographers, uh, uh, Tolkien, And and his name is John Garth, and he's publishing a new book that's basically looking um, at the places that inspired uh, Tolkien for the Middle Earth. So it it was a really cool discussion about you know the real places uh, because he didn't travel much uh, in his life, but uh, those real places that inspired him, and yeah, it was just really cool talk about Tolkien. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so the Eisner Awards have been crazy. Uh, um, um, They've been announced just yesterday. We've had the Comic-Con at home. We also had the Oreolis Awards uh, announced uh, just yesterday as well. And uh, they have a category for graphic novels, which is great. So we'll we'll be talking about that uh, later. But um, Gabby, what's uh, happening around comics is that called ura
2: the babysitter's club um uh, we all know that the netflix adaptation um came out or oh, last week the week before and uh, i've had about probably 20 or 30 girls just coming in and wanting either the chapter books the graphic novels anything that they can get their hand on um so actually, uh, who was it? Um, GamesRadar Radar um, published um, an interview they did with uh, Raina Telgemeier, who was the first um, author-illustrator to adapt The Babysitter's Club to the graphic novel format. Um, and they published that in, I think, I think it was 2009. Um, yep. And they've republished that um, interview. And it's such a, a great read on how she was inspired by the babysitters club um what was it like uh meeting um and and martin and and taking that classic series and adapting it to a format that um, the kids today are really engaged with and and they love to read and it really has reinvigorated the love um for the babysitters club So I really enjoyed reading that. Uh, uh,
0: Did you actually uh, read the books yourself? Is that something that you read and followed, or?
2: Yeah, the the yeah, I the the chapter books. There wasn't a lot of them at my school, but I do remember reading them. And and yeah, that it's such a middle grade appeals to middle grade um, girls perfectly. You know, it's the friendship and the and the slight romance, and it really is. quite fun and when I started working um as a library tech and we saw that there was um comic book versions, graphic novel versions, we immediately immediately got them into our library. I think we have about six copies of each book um because we have to put them in classroom libraries. The reserve list when a new one comes out is probably like eight people
0: mm-hmm.
2: instantly when they see it. So it is such yeah, it's still such a big thing. <laughs> Um, but they love it. And the girls that don't necessarily have a passion for reading, um, they've been coming in and, and wanting um, to read the graphic novel version and then they actually move on to the novel version. So it's such broad appeal um, and it gets them into all the formats of the book.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I have to say I, I didn't know about this series at all. Um, until the comics came out. I'm a big fan of uh, Reina's work. So uh, um, I've read all her graphic novels, loved them, and thought, okay, well, um, I know I'm not the target audience for the Babysitter's Club, but I'm going to give it a go because um, I just love her work. And, uh, and yeah, I can see why they're really, really popular for that. Target um, like audience. They're they're really really they're a really fun read, they really are. really fun fresh read. So, uh, and yeah, the public library, same thing. They're, they're incredibly popular. They're the they don't stay on the shelf for very long. <laughs> I have to say,
2: no, no, any of Raina's books, um, I don't think are ever on my shelf. I think they they get to the circulation desk. I scan the back in, and there's a reserve on it. <laughs> and when I think oh this is it like they're finally going to go back on the shelf nope about three or four more girls will come on in reserve it it's they're insane
0: yeah Uh, and of course the the series has now continued with a new creator as well yes Uh, the series of graphic novels and not only that but now they've also created a spin-off uh with yes, the, the little sister one yes, as well. Yes, so,
2: baby sister, yeah, babysitter's little sister. Yeah. Um, so that will also be quite popular <laughs> moving forward.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, w- we got the first one at the library and, yeah, it was out instantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have these ones uh, uh your library, James?
1: No, no. we're. Uh... It's not really our um, demographic, yeah. to be honest. Um, but, uh, yeah, so if it's that popular, we might have to um, look into getting some anyway.
0: Yeah, and now that the Netflix series is out, it's clearly going to be on high demand, definitely. Now, James, uh, do you have something as well to share?
1: Yeah, well, I probably should be sharing something about um uh, that's, you know, more relevant to libraries, but I'm just going to be a fanboy for Keanu Reeves for a bit because uh, he's got a he's working on a comic called Berserker, which is spelt B R Z R K R. or he probably says Z-R, actually. B R Z R K R. Um and that he's working on that in amongst the upcoming release of the new Bill and Ted movie which is going to be excellent, um, I'm sure. Um, and, you know, working on the fourth Matrix film. So all the stuff that I, you know, love from from back as my childhood, all coming back. Cool. Um, and yeah, he's working with Boom Studios, which I'm always, I'm always um, wondering just how much you pronounce the exclamation mark in Boom for that. Yeah. Boom Studios. Um, but yeah, he's working with them to to create a character, um to create a comic about the Berserker who was born eighty thousand years ago and is half man, half god, and um, you know fights his way through the ages, which sounds very exciting and um, very fun. And especially as he's um, doing it as he he's wanting to do it as a um, way to get this character as someone he could play too. Sounds very fun. But um, what I've read on it appears that he's really invested in the comic, not just as a vehicle for the character to eventually make its way to the screen, but for the comic itself. And he's said before how much of a fan of of comics he is and has been throughout his life so yeah really looking forward to it um and i think it's coming out in october but there's been some news about it uh now
0: uh yeah um yeah it's uh, it's uh said to be published in october or start um it will start um in october and it's meant to be a 12 issue mini series yeah so. Wow. Um, and, and that's I really like that as well you know I've, I I like um I like limited series to be honest it's, it's one thing I guess um, probably because I grew up in Europe as well and you know it's I like the I like stories that are standalone you know and then if you want to have a bigger story you know just build another story I can you know you can keep building on it but, um, yeah, I like that. will be
1: honest, I like, I like limited ones too. And when it's limited runs, people give you less, less of a hard time about trade waiting for, for limited runs than they do when it's this ongoing thing. And they're like, oh, have you been up to the, the latest of, you know, the ongoing Spider-Man? Like, no, I'm going to get it when, it when it comes out in trade. Yeah. But um, when it's limited, they're like, oh, yeah, you want to get the thing together. I can understand that.
0: Yeah. So what's your favourite kind of
1: movie? Um, oh, that's a tough one. Um, it might even be Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure.
0: Okay. Because
1: it's just such a fun film. It's got such a good message. Um, and the way that it plays with the tropes of, of time travel and of all those sorts of films, as I get older and as I rewatch it, I keep seeing more in it in these little homages and parodies. Um, so it's the film that keeps giving. How about you, Gabby?
2: Oh, it really is a tough one. Um, but for jokes, I was going to say The Lake House with, um, I believe it's Sandra, <laughs> Sandra Bullock. Is it Sandra Bullock or that one? Um, no, so. go, yeah. Um, no, I really like uh, John Wick. Um, I've seen it quite a number of times. Um, so I am don't, excited. I don't know if it's still going to happen if they're going to release The Matrix 4 and John Wick on the same day, but yeah, no, I can't, can't go past John Wick.
0: For me, I have to say um, John Wick, uh, absolutely, all three of them, and, uh, and um, it's the kind of series that they, it's like just keeps giving more and more and more you know the first one was ridiculous the second one was (laughs) even more ridiculous i loved it and then and and it just keeps getting bigger uh yeah and uh yeah i I absolutely love that so yeah um that that's such a great series i have to say that controversially uh always been very critical of the matrix and um and um I very often refer to it as one of the greatest comedies of the nineties, <laughs> especially the original. Well. All right. So, um, well, uh, this weekend, uh, we had uh, double awards. So we had the O'Reilly's awards, uh, and I'll talk about that one first. Um, so that's, um, the awards here for Australian, Uh, fantasy, sci-fi and horror. And uh, one thing that I absolutely love and a good shout out to the Orioles Awards for this is that they have a category for best graphic novel and illustrated work. And that's great because a lot of book awards don't have a section or a category for graphic novels. So good on you guys. And um, the winner this year was uh, Black Magic from Greg Racker and Nicolas Scott. Uh, excellent, excellent series, and I can't wait to read more of this series. Uh, has any of you read it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I have. It's I, I really enjoy it. It's um, looking forward to it. It's actually one that... Um, it, it popped up on some stuff a while back, and one of the members of the library um, requested it. So one of the few specific requests that we've had um, um so got it for the library um saw that it was um by an australian and wanted to um to to read it for that and yeah it just fell in love with the with the character of the story it's so good and the art is amazing as you would expect from nicola scott
0: she's is, she's is an absolute gun she is incredible um, yeah i love her yeah I'm, I'm i'm very happy about about this because um, the series des- uh, definitely deserves it, and hopefully, this will um, encourage them to get back to it as well because it seems to be on hold at the moment. So, I keep waiting for more of this. Um, the, the other shortlisted nominees uh, were also Hap Haven uh, from Norm Harper and Louis Joyce, a really great graphic novel, um, Yahoo Creek. Toby Riddle, I have to say that um, this one's gone under the radar for me. I don't know it. Um, Supernova from Chris Sacklier and Sherlock Bones in the Natural History Mystery, uh, which is a junior graphic novel. Um, yeah, a really good one for kids. Really, really great uh, book as well. So... Very good of the Orealis Award to have a, this category. And congratulations to Greg Rucker and Nicolas Scott. And uh, now the other one is the Eisner Award.
1: Oh, that little thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that little thing. Um, so uh, they were announced uh, just Saturday morning our time. I, I actually just happened to check online and, uh, at that moment, uh, just as they were announcing them and I kind of live tweeted um, about it and like uh, it's got too many categories so there's no way we're gonna go through them but uh, one thing that really stood out to, uh, to me this year is that um, female creators have really cleaned up the awards this year they've absolutely killed it um and yeah it's it's great to see uh you know new voices and to have so many female creators um mariko tamaki um did really really well with uh she won best publication for teens and best writer for laura dean keeps breaking up with me uh rosemary valero o'connell won Best Publication for Teens and Best Pencil Art Inca for the same book, Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me, so excellent book highly recommended and I'm glad to to see this book winning the awards and not surprising I guess for most people Reina Teoguma won Best Publication for Kids and Best Writer Artist so That's great to see uh, that, but there are so many more. And actually something that we should mention is that uh, uh, we had some Australians nominated as well. So Matt Queen was nominated for Best Web Comic with Cabra and that can be read online. So that's awesome, look it up. Uh, And we also had uh, uh, Queenie Chan, uh, who contributed to uh, a collection of essays and academic scholarly work um, looking at women's manga in Asia and beyond? Uh, and uh, she was uh, not, well, she contributed to this uh, book that was nominated uh, for that as well. And most importantly, we had uh, three creators Rachel and... Sarah Perth and Meg O'Shea, I think it said, uh, that um, they contributed to an anthology called uh, Drawing Power, which is basically an anthology of uh, women's stories of sexual violence, harassment, and survival. Uh, And it's a a huge anthology, um, and it's got contributors from all over the world and, uh, and uh, they were nominated for the best anthology category, and they actually won. So that's uh, really awesome news. Um, mm. Yeah, did, did did you catch up with any of these news? It's very recent, so maybe you haven't.
1: Um, I've I've looked over the the winners and everything, but I, I did not live tweet the um, award ceremony itself, unfortunately. Um, but it's something I'll keep in mind for future years. Um, One that I always look at with my librarian hat on is Best New Series, Um, because I find that um, often you've got people who are interested in, they want to get into stories, they want to read comics, but they don't want the 80 however many years of baggage that picking up a Superman comic comes with them and that they feel they have to buy into getting their very first one. So I'm always interested by the new series, and this time it was Invisible Kingdom by G. Willow Wilson and Christian Ward. Um, and G. Willow Wilson is, I've loved her since I discovered her reading Ms. Marvel. Um, oh, yeah. And, yeah, so I'm, I am I haven't read this one yet, but um, it's going to be one that I, I pick up and probably um, get into the library as well.
0: Yeah, that, that's a really good one. Uh, uh, same, you know, uh, I discovered her with Ms. Marvel and I absolutely love that series. In fact, um, I, I'd say it's my favorite Marvel series over the last few years. Um, so, uh, yeah, and uh, that's a good category to look at. Uh, another good one is best limited series as well because of what we said before. Mm. For libraries, it's good because it's a limited series, so, you know, it's going to be like one volume or, or two perhaps. Uh, um, another one that I was really happy about is Best Graphic Album, which uh, went to Are You Listening? by Tilly Walden. And uh, I don't know if you've read any of her work, but I absolutely love her books. Every single one of them has been amazing. And so I was really, really happy to see that she won Best Graphic Album Um yeah, and again, another female creator, and she's doing some really beautiful work. So, um, very, very happy with that. And of course, uh, Marie Kotamagi won Best Writer because she's done uh, Harley Quinn breaking glass, Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me, and Archie. And she's actually currently uh, writing Supergirl as well. And first oh, wow. volumes coming up, I think this month.
1: And manages to do it without the uh, quality of any of them dropping.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, that that's tricky. That's really tricky. Uh, we've got a, a really good one um, um, here in Melbourne with Tom Taylor, who seems to mm. write all sorts of series, and they're always good, and I don't know how he does it. I have a theory that he's uh, that he actually has uh, quite a few clones in his house. <laughs> uh, but, you know...
1: Keeps in the basement
0: chain Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, that, that's been great. And I think um, with these Eisner Awards um, and also with the data that uh, that came out recently uh, with the reports that Comicron and ICV2 do every year about sales in the U.S., we we can see that there's been a huge huge change in the comics book market uh, for the first time last year um, for for the first time in the US last year uh, the book channel uh, actually s- had bigger sales than the comic store uh, channel so that's massive uh, so you know there's more people buying these kind of books Um and graphic novels than um, buying um, the traditional comics. And actually Marvel and DC uh, had no Eisner Award win this year. So the two biggest publishers, as they're often referred to, they actually did not have any Eisner Award this year. So I think we're living in a, a an interesting time because things are changing, you know? Dave Pilkey and Reina Togema about uh, the king and queen, and and uh, the, the the industry is changing a lot. So le- let's talk now about uh, some of the new titles that have come out there this month. And uh, obviously, we're going to publish a roundup on our blog and, uh, with a list of new titles. We're not going to go through all of them now, but. Uh, 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 we thought that we could highlight maybe one or two, uh, each of us. So, uh, Gabby, you want to start?
2: Yeah. Um, so the one, one of the ones that I um, am really excited about, uh, this month that has come out is, um, One Year at Ellersmere by uh, Faith Erin Hicks. Um, I always, always read anything she puts out. I really, I really enjoy reading them. Um, myself um, but I think uh, what I drew me to this one is I'm always trying to find um, books for the kids for the girls at school that are really that bridging um, between middle grade and um, early YA um, is what they love to read. and I've, it's very hard to find books that I can give them that are appropriate that aren't too um, old um but you know gives them what they want um in terms of a slightly more sophisticated storyline so um i have pumpkin heads which is the graphic novel she illustrated uh from rainbow rainbow Row um last year and that has been so popular and then when i saw this one and um my school isn't a boarding school but it is um you know, the independent school in the East. So sort of the same vibe. Um, there's a new girl, uh, Jupiter, she's 13. She uh, wins a scholarship to uh, Ellis Moore Academy. And basically it's just that school dynamic, which is always hard when you're 13 and you're a girl and there's social hierarchies and all of that jazz. <laughs> um, and she's new. And then a, there's also uh, rumored, uh, you know, a magical beast that lives in the woods, which is next to it, which adds the sort of like mysterious element. Um, but yeah, super fun. We bought it. I'm just waiting for it to come in so I can read it and then give it out um, to my kids uh, in Year Six. So pretty excited.
0: That's cool. Well, which one's uh, your favorite of uh, her books? Um, <sighs> putting you on the spot. Sorry.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Um, what I'll say mine my... if
0: you want first.
2: Oh uh, yeah, you can go.
0: <laughs> uh, the Nameless City. Oh. That trilogy. Yes, no. I thought that trilogy is a bloody masterpiece. I love it. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. It's just amazing. Absolutely amazing.
2: amazing. Yeah. Um, I do like friends with boys. I just like the colours in that um and just the perspective. Um but yeah, no, it's a bit hard. She always I think, yeah, she is pretty consistent in what she brings out. Um and there is no like drop in um her writing or her you know, all her story ideas. Um but I also really love how she illustrates um, her novels. Um, it's just so engaging the colors. I'm always drawn into that. and then I really get stuck into the storyline.
0: Yeah, she, she's great. She's really great value and um, yeah, I, I can't wait to to get my hands on this one too. but yeah, that, that the nameless city, I've recommended it to so many people <laughs> 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 because for me it's 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 an absolute must read. If you like a little bit of fantasy, you like a little bit of adventure, YA, um, anyone that says, you know, I like Avatar, well, you need to read this. And it's just three books as well. So it's a lot easier to, to read than, you know, the whole series. Of, um, yeah. yeah. yeah it, it's a great, uh, great trilogy. How about you, James? What do you have for us?
1: Uh, well, one that I'm excited about is, the which is the new one from um, Pat Grant, um, and he's done it with Finn McCabe. Um, and, yeah, it's been... So it's been online for free, which is fantastic, um, and that's available at thegrotcomic.com. Um and it's now been released into a physical book that you can hold in your hands and, you know, get that beautiful, you know, book feel. Um, and it's set in a um, dystopia, um, you know. It's like Mad Max but in a swamp rather than a desert. So it, like, is kind of the feel of the world. But the story is quite different to that, I'd say. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm, I've really enjoyed that. Um, and Pat Grant, you might know from, um, is it just Blue? I think it's called
0: Blue. Um, yeah.
1: Is, yeah um, previous one. Yeah. Um, which is also the really looks good. great. So uh, yeah, the grub looks Looking really for- great.
0: I, I mm. actually didn't want to read the whole comic online because I rather read it in print. But mm. the bits and pieces that I read looks really, really great, really interesting. So I'm really looking forward to this one.
1: Yeah. I told myself I was going to do that, and then I caved and read it online. <laughs> I just couldn't wait.
2: Always the way. You're like, no. I'll wait, I'll wait. i like, no, no, no. <laughs> I need to know now.
0: <laughs> you need more discipline, my little Padawan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm actually excited about another one this month as well, because, and I've, I've sucked it in because it's not really a new one. It's just a re-release. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's From Hell, um, which is by um Alan Moore, and now I'm going to completely forget uh Eddie Campbell, I think it is. That's yeah, Eddie right. Campbell. Um uh and which is ironic seeing as uh one of the things that's really interesting about them is um to my knowledge, Alan Moore hasn't added anything new to this re-release. Um, he's given it his blessing. Um so Um, That's great, but it's that Eddie Campbell has coloured it all. Um, So what it will go from being a um, black and white comic or graphic novel to a um, I think that was described as an impressionist style colouring to it, which will be very interesting. I like the some of those scenes in in the black and white are fairly iconic. Um,
0: Yeah. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, so, I, I, yeah. Think, uh, I think I um, think there will be a lot of debate about that. You know, the, the black and yeah. white color kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think we just need to take it as you know, it's just a, mm. a new version of it. Yeah. Um, you know, if you like the black and white, just read the black and white. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think uh, I think the color and that kind of expression is. Uh, uh, style that 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 could work really really well for this mm. book. So yeah. Mm, yeah, exciting. I think. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see the color version.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
2: I think I think it'll work. I think it'll be all
0: right.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. I I'm not saying I'm I'm against it. I'm I think it's think it's very interesting. I'm very excited for it. I'm just it'll be interesting to see. How it how it can complement some of the stuff that people already know so well.
0: Well, uh, what can we say? If Alan Moore has given his blessing, we can't argue with that, because uh, he doesn't give his blessing very lightly. <laughs> Nor <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, my, uh, my book uh, uh, this year, or my highlight, is actually a book that I've been waiting for for a few months. Um, you know, from the first time I heard uh, that it was coming, I thought, oh, this sounds really interesting. And I'm completely biased because I love his books anyway. Uh, so Joe Sacker is publishing a new book. It's uh, called Paying the Land. And uh and uh yeah, I I you know my expectations are incredibly high and I'm sure that um he'll deliver because his books are always um excellent. So um Joe Sako once again mixing you know kind of journalism um with um comics. And uh so basically this time he he, he was invited and he went to the northwest of Canada um, and to visit the indigenous people there uh, in that territory. And uh, basically the book uh, discusses and explores, uh, you know, the, the treaties that the Canadian government had with the indigenous leaders there. Um, the exploitation that they suffered, uh, especially when they discovered that there, you know, um, that there were minerals and fossil fuels there that um, they could make a lot of money with. It also explores the theme of uh, their schools there, and um, very similar to kind of the stolen generations here, where they actually were removed from their communities and taken to schools. Um, to be re-educated civilized color whatever you want uh, and to, then you know when they returned to their communities of course they were um, aliens in their own communities because they they could not talk to their parents uh, they could not talk their language they were removed from the cold channel that so the story that that uh, um, It sounds like it has a lot of parallels uh, with uh, Indigenous Australians, but, um, yeah, this is his set in Canada. I think it's going to be a really, really interesting one. And, uh, yeah, Joe Joe Sacco, um, Paying the Land. I I think it's going to be a really great one. Have you guys read any of his books before?
2: No, I haven't, but just, like, reading the uh, the description of it now, um, it seems really interesting, and I know I really want to read it. I like um, novels and, and texts that give you that different perspective so you can, like, really understand other people and different, like, different ways of life and, and all those perspectives.
0: Yeah, highly recommend it. I, I, I love the guy and, uh, yeah, I think this book's going to be really, really interesting. So uh, that uh, pretty much brings us to the end Yeah, unless there's anything that you guys want to add?
2: No, no, I think we covered quite a few things.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, well, um, thank you uh, for joining me today. And next month, uh, the idea is that we'll be rotating um, people um, for this podcast, for this monthly roundup. So uh, I don't know who will be here next month. but uh, yeah, there will be two or three of us and next month discussing the news and discussing new titles. So please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review if it's a good one and spread the word, hear the love. Every little bit helps. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at aliagraphic. Uh, you can check our blog for updates and that's aliagraphic.blogspot.com. Or you can send us an email to ozlibcomics at gmail.com. So that's Oz, O-Z, lib for libraries. And comics with X at the end. A little bit confusing, but uh, yeah. Uh, our direct messages on Twitter are always open as well. Uh, take care, stay safe, read comics, and we'll catch up again next month.